you have arrived at the Draper University Metacast, live from Hero City. Join us fireside as we talk to inspirational founders, Web3 pioneers, and multidimensional hustlers. Together, let's make a positive impact on this world and the others. Here's your host, Chris Joan Yu. Chris Joan Yu. want to quickly mention that this podcast does not provide any investment advice we're talking a lot about a lot about different crypto projects but want to just make sure everyone knows none of this is investment advice or financial advice trading advice or any sort of advice no advice zero advice here okay um, and we do not recommend any cryptocurrency or investing in any projects we're just showcasing the stories of founders um, so do conduct your own due diligence and consult your financial advisor before making any uh, investment decisions hey Ilya very excited to have you on the show thanks for joining me uh, thanks for having me great great to be here I love that you know nothing about this um, so thank you I, I, I <laughs> spring, sprung it on you a little bit so I appreciate it yeah, always, always, always happy to jump on and, and talk to people. But yeah, this is this was a little bit of a surprise. Good, good. So what I usually do, you know, like today, pretty informal chat, you know, and I just want to kind of go through your story. You know, I'm I'm learning, you know, and trying to immerse myself in this space. And you know, I think the rabbit hole is a is a good term, and it's just super exciting to me. Uh, and and the energy is 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 definitely there. And I know that there's a lot of people, you know, I'm hoping that's my audience where they're trying to learn along the way. So I appreciate you giving your time. Um, so let's let's get into it. Can I start with a little bit of background, a little bit of context? Um, you know, what was your education? You know, um, or even if you want to go further back, you know, what was it like growing up? Um, just to set the scene for the audience of um, how you got to where you are. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, so uh, I'm an immigrant. I grew up in Boston, but I was uh, born uh, in, in, in Belarus, in Eastern Europe, in Minsk. I, you know, immigrated when I was, uh, my family immigrated when I was nine. So I grew up in Boston, uh, kind of all the way grew up in Boston, went to uh, Brookline High, then uh, Boston University, uh, did both my bachelor's and my master's there. Uh, and that's kind of kind of where my like hybrid journey started. In the sense that I was, um, uh, I did my master's in econ, uh, but I was also was a minor in computer science, and so kind of starting from there, I was always in this like hybrid tech slash like financial world, and kind of a lot of things that I worked in the traditional world were kind of in that vein. Uh, I I came up traditional uh, finance, uh, so I was at Fidelity, uh, and then I went into quant equities um and i worked for you know i was working with numeric that later became man group um and uh at that point kind of my uh international roots uh kind of gave note and i wanted to kind of you know see more of the world and kind of explore more things and so uh ended up going international management consulting worked a lot in europe um and got into it from there um uh worked in it uh and that's where uh, my kind of real uh, kind of blockchain journey began. Uh, I, you know, I was introduced to, to blockchain, you know, back in Boston because some of my friends were playing around with it. But, you know, coming from a traditional background initially, um, I was very skeptical. And that kind of later informed kind of my understanding of other people's skepticism uh, because I found out that it's incredibly important how you're introduced to blockchain, right? If it comes from a perspective, oh, look how like much money you're making. Uh, you're, you're like coming from a traditional background, you always get a little bit skeptical. Uh, if you're coming in from a tech side, um, you know, it's really captivating. Uh, and so, oh, you know, when I got uh, kind of brought in on a, on a tech project, uh, I worked in IT at that time, uh, I got really you know, I got really excited. Uh, you know, there was so much to learn and there was so much real stuff being built. Uh, even back in like 17, 18, so much, so much stuff being built. It was really cool. Um, and so, uh, you know, did that and eventually kind of uh, found my way to uh, crypto briefing. Uh, so kind of, uh, you know, right now, uh, I'm going to jump around a little bit. Uh, so right now, I'm, That's fine. Uh, yeah. I'm, uh, 
one of the co-founders and partners at Sanctuary Capital. Uh, and so there's three partners there, uh, Han, uh, Jay, and I. Um, and Han and Jay co-founded Crypto Briefing. Um, and so this is kind of a, this is how we first met. Um, uh, I came on board, uh, eventually became head of research there. Um, and uh, also had my stint at uh, DAP, uh, DAP Radar. Uh, and so kind of, you know, going through, if you look through my path, I did a lot of kind of hands-on stuff and a lot of analytics. Um, and so making my way into Sanctuary Capital, you know, uh, between the three partner, the three partners, we we have a lot of kind of hands-on background. Uh, Han and Jay, you know, you know, wealth of entrepreneurship background. I come from a lot of kind of all sorts of analysis, fundamental, data-driven analysis, that kind of, um, and that kind of informed our approach to um, kind of how we how we work with startups. Um, we wanted, you know, we saw that there was a lot of a lot of capital in the space. Uh, and I mean, that's not <laughs> that's not that's not really a secret. Everybody sees it. Um, but we kind of felt that there wasn't as much guidance for early stage teams. And really kind of, you know, anybody who's worked with startups kind of understands that there's a lot more than capital that's needed in order to make in order to make something successful. Right. And so we felt like there, there was a place there was need for more guidance for early stage teams. And that's kind of like that's kind of the ethos of which Sanctuary Capital came about. And we wanted to have kind of a support ecosystem, if you will, right? And so we have a very hands-on VC-like approach. And we also have kind of a number of systems in place within, within Sanctuary Capital, like Sanctuary Labs, where we incubate projects. We have Sanctuary Turbo, which is kind of like our, we call it like our in-house wife combinator. Uh, we have kind of a, 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 a mentor network that we, we, we set up uh, with, you know, you know, tremendously successful founders from the industry, experts, uh, industry leaders, uh, thought leaders, you know, from DeFi, gaming, people with investment background, media background, PR background, kind of all sorts of different angles. Uh, and so, you know, uh, Sanctuary Turbo, um, we surround teams with, with kind of a group of mentors and they work together for eight weeks. Um, and then we host demo days for them. Uh, if you, you know, uh, if you look through our past demo days, you know, it's actually, it's really cool events where, you know, teams get to present what they've worked on, kind of it's, it's, it's some form of kind of a feature launch or product launch. Uh, and then there are really cool panels uh, that follow that up to kind of um, speak to some of the, uh, some of the subjects uh, that um, uh, the, the teams are working on. And we had, uh, you know, some really, uh, really exciting teams join us for those panels and, you know, it's always a fun time. So, yeah, uh, I think I kind of veered off <laughs> from my, no, 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 no. This is exactly yeah. what I wanted. Right. Like just kind of getting, um, I'll, I'll put, I'll put the pressure on where needed. Don't worry. So, um, and then just, okay. So really cool. Um, the concept of like, you know, surrounding entrepreneurs, uh, you know, being a bit more hands-on than just, just the capital. I mean, we do similar stuff, at, you know, at, at, at Draper U with the, um, with the accelerators and, and yeah, I mean, I think it's also, it's kind of actually probably more so needed than maybe web two startups because there is a lot of technical founders, right? And I think sometimes they're, um, you know, just coding away and they don't have that, um, uh, that, the commercial acumen, right? Or the, they're not thinking business model and all that. And I think, um, not intentionally, I think all founders do that to a degree, kind of just, um, hopefully, hopefully not as much anymore, but you know, a lot of founders have fallen in that trap, fall in love with the, the product or service they're building lost sight of the customer. So love that, um, very much. And, and you've got some really cool, um, projects on the portfolio, but, uh, before we get into that, maybe I think the idea of the incubator or almost, you know, you said you're kind of internal YC is that, um, just for technical founders, or do you do you also help business founders with like say a, a, like a great idea and and wrap you know um, provide some the you know the tech the you know the the dev team for them? How, how does that kind of work? So um, you know because <laughs> because we're, not, we're 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 on the investment side, we're not a service company, so uh, we we don't like we have a network um, where we kind of try to put pieces together, right? So we're not gonna you know, kind of provide, you know, 
like we don't have an internal tech team that we kind of just loan out to to business founders, if you will. Uh, but we have a network with um, kind of different uh, kind of let's call them technical pools uh, and technical teams where kind of we can play matchmaker, if you will, sometimes. Um, but where it comes to uh, kind of we see early stage, and this is kind of where we you know where we uh, kind of focus on. Um, early stage, typically, you know, we, when we come in, it's typically pre-seed seed. Um, we see, you know, early stage is kind of a, an extended gradient, right? And so there, there's like the complete idea stage. And at that point, you know, we can talk to founders and, um, you know, part of what we also try to do is kind of just be active participants in the ecosystem. So, uh, you know, when I, when I get on calls with founders, uh, a lot of times, you know, what we say is that, you know, not every team, when we first meet them, is ready for, let's say, an investment conversation, right? So a lot of it is, you know, we'll talk to them um, and we'll stay in conversation with them. We don't disappear from them just because they're not kind of ready for an investment level conversation. You know, we'll hear what they're saying. We'll we'll try to give them some feedback. We'll stay in touch. And it's also kind of a good <laughs> a good indicator uh, of some qualities of the team. There's some teams that really take advantage of that, and you know they come back and they ask questions and they stay in touch and kind of they take advantage of kind of our our willingness to kind of be there for them, even though there's no investment conversation present at the moment. And so you know in 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 a lot of these situations, right? We can kind of make these introductions and kind of help. Uh, founders uh, who have maybe a great idea, but kind of need a little bit of help with kind of surrounding themselves with uh, kind of other types of talent. Um, we can we can kind of make those introductions. Uh, but that's you know that's ultimately uh, kind of that's not necessarily a tech uh, founder or non-tech founder related. This is kind of just generally if you have a great idea, uh, you know. It, we're happy to listen, right? And we're happy to provide some feedback. Uh, but one thing that I would uh, want to stress is for us, when we're looking at mm, when we're looking at early stage, kind of the most critical thing is the team, right? And so if it's you know if we're talking about just kind of somebody having an idea, that's not necessarily quite a team yet, right? And so we're starting to look at you know mm, at a serious uh, kind of startup, you know, no matter how early they are, when they have kind of the core of that team uh, and, you know, when you can evaluate that team, because we, we have to, because of how much time we're, we're putting in and uh, how, how volatile things are in terms of kind of early stage, you have to believe in the team, you have to believe in their idea, you have to believe in their ex the ability to execute on that idea. And so, you know, when you're backing early stage projects, you're really backing the team. Um, and so it's really important to us that we understand them, that we believe in them, that they believe in us uh, and kind of our approach as well, right? It's kind of a, uh, a mutual kind of give and take. Like, you know, really, you know, what we say is we try to kind of position ourselves as kind of another partner for the founding team. And so like there really has to be that, you know, chemistry, if you will, uh, for, you know, for that uh, kind of situation to be successful. Yeah, it was a it was a stupid question. I'm kicking myself for the last three minutes, but um, yeah, I think it's still that kind of um, the dream of of um, me, a business founder, right, being able to uh, walk in and 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 get stuff built without having the technical co-founder. But I I know all too well, you know, we need the need the team and traction and everything else. But um, anyway, oh, apologies apologies to the audience. Um, so. If we can go a little bit deeper on now, say what you're looking for, right? And and yeah, right. I get look, I get it. It's going to be like global ambition, great team, um, you know, traction, or at least you know the team's maybe even phenomenal enough to think that you got like they got to crack at it anyway. Um, what else? What else are you looking for? Um, because I know a lot of these companies are super early. I mean, like. Um, just by their nature, right? If, if, particularly if it's a new chain, then you know they couldn't, they can't be too far along, right? So, um, aside from team, what are the kind of the other indicators for you? Right. So I'll, I'll, I'll do a lot of qualifiers here. So <laughs> uh, to start, you know, because of how early we come in, the term traction is very case by case, right? Because if we're looking, you know, early stage, 
Uh, you know, for us, we're looking at is anything built there at all, right? A lot of times we're coming in and we're starting talking to the teams before they even have anything on testnet, you know? Um, and so we're looking for kind of progress and like things to look at, right? Is there kind of, is there code to look through? Uh, can we, you know, can we play around, click through things and kind of really test the product ourselves, you know, before it gets to like, you know, mainnet, right? Is there like an alpha version you know, or, or anything there, right? Now that always helps. Uh, but, you know, you know, there's a significant amount of time where, you know, the team is really early, right? And so kind of uh, the, the definition of traction um, kind of is very uh, loose, uh, I would say, uh, when applied to kind of really early stage teams, because oftentimes, you know, there are no, there are no users yet, right? But you do want to see from founders uh, kind of market awareness, you know, have you talked, do you understand who your potential user is? You know, have you, uh, you know, you know, basic things like have you done user interviews, right? Have you know how active are you in the market? Do you know who your competition is, right? Like, you know, it's very important that you know there is kind of a, a real what we say problem solution matchup, and that the team is building a real solution for a real problem and trying to do something impactful, right? That they're not just kind of building a product necessarily for like in a vacuum, uh, if you will. Um, and then the other thing is, you know, uh, we do have pretty big kind of metaverse and gaming focus. And so a lot of our mind share uh, is dedicated to uh, the problems around uh, metaverse and gaming. Uh, you know, we, we have a kind of a vision of what the metaverse uh, uh, can and should and will become. Um, and we're trying to kind of uh, back and help support teams that are kind of trying to kind of actualize that vision. Um, and so, you know, <laughs> uh, I like to say that, you know, I feel like we'll, you know, the metaverse is kind of the next frontier, uh, you know, people were you know excited about going to Mars, but I feel like we'll be settling the metaverse a lot sooner than that. And a lot of ways, you know, that's no less impactful and probably more impactful, right? Like, you know, um, and that's, you know, that's, those are, you know, the metaverse is going to be full of living, breathing, fully functional worlds. Uh, and so, you know, we're looking for, for teams that, you know, are, you know, either building uh, kind of infrastructure to make those things possible, because, you know, if, 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 if we're, you know, being honest here, right, like, a lot of what we're visualizing is not currently possible uh, in kind of the fully decentralized way that we we hope it will become if given the infrastructure that's currently available right so there are teams working on solving that you know where we're looking for teams that are actually building out those uh kind of worlds right and we're talking about games we're talking about kind of virtual world environments um uh there are you know you know we're looking for teams that are looking to create content or facilitate the exchange of ideas facilitate the kind of user interactions, right? So I'm talking about creator platforms. I'm talking about, you know, let's say guilds, right? That facilitate uh, kind of gamer world interactions. Uh, you know, any kind of learning platforms, uh, distribution platforms, things that, you know, help help reach out to the rest of the audience. Because, you know, we've, uh, you know, I think there's uh, kind of a lot of agreements uh, in our space regarding the fact that kind of gaming has really opened up uh, the industry to, Kind of a broader audience but at the same time if you look at you know how many gamers we currently have in web3 versus uh, the number of gamers period you know this is a tiny fraction right and so you know looking at kind of reaching that audience you know looking at kind of addressing real problems with with onboarding with experience with what the people really care about um you know that's you know those those are the sorts of things that we're looking kind of within uh the metaverse and gaming stat. Uh, that, that, we'll, that kind of <laughs> address the question. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does, absolutely. And then we'll on that, right? Like, and I had a conversation earlier today, same thing, where you just tend to, um, we're all excited about, you know, possibilities and kind of, um, you know, I mean, I'm just like, you know, almost some of it's kind of science fiction or like, better yet right it's like more optimistic than that because it's like it's how people want to build the world but how do you kind of then i guess um is that just a matter of kind of reverse engineering that 
that vision and, and picking a starting point, then kind of ensuring the the team could can deliver, right? Because it's also like, sure, like maybe the, the customers want it as well, right? But it's not like, you know, what's, is it feasible, I suppose? You know, is there, how do you walk, walk that line between empowering like great creativity and, 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 and then like, are you, and, and then like what's possible now? And then do you help them maybe um, focus it, you know, a little, if, you, if, if any of that made sense? No, 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 that makes sense. Uh, I think, I, I, think uh, I understand. So um, there's a couple of things there. So one is we never want to stymie creativity, right? So if our founders, because this is the thing, right? Like when we're backing teams, we're backing the founders and their vision. It's, it's, it's their show. We're just there to help. Um, and so, you know, if, 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 if we're in it, right, then we, we bought into that, that team and that vision, right? So it makes no sense for us to kind of try to stymie it once we're there, right? Um, but what's important is to help them um, kind of work out the steps to that vision, right? And so it's important to have, you know, to always keep in mind that big, um, that big end goal, right? Um, and, you know, we're, we're not scared of kind of really ambitious visions because I feel like the, the important things that are being built, right, throughout the history uh, have been by people who others have said they've reached too far, right? So we're, we're not scared of that. But what we want to have is, um, you know, for founders to have realistic steps, right? Like, yes, you have this, you know, awesome vision for four, five, 10 years down the line, right? But what are you doing in three months, in six months, right? Like, and how are you doing, how are you getting there, right? What are the building blocks? What are, you know, how you, you know, basic things like how are you building uh, your kind of uh, organizational structures? How are you building the tech out? You know, is, is the foundation solid? Are you scaling your team properly? Are, you know, are you talking to the right people? Are you consistently getting feedback from the market to make sure that you're building something that is relevant constantly as it's progressing towards that uh, long-term vision. Um, and so I think that, you know, we, we try to kind of, kind of provide not so much like, yes, it's providing structure, but it's helping the founders kind of structure and organize the path towards their vision, right? It's not, you know, we don't try to alter the vision or make it kind of try to bring them down to earth. It's more of like, how do you build that staircase, you know, to, to wherever it is they're going? Um, because, you know, it's, you know, it's always about, you know, that for early stage founders, you have to believe in them, right? Like you're, you're backing them, you're helping them. If, you know, if you try to bring them down to earth, you know, you, you like, like white crush their dreams, right? It's about making those dreams realistic. Uh, and so that's, that's, I think that's where, you know, uh, real support is needed, right? Making sure that um, there is a realistic path, right? And uh, absolutely, kind of them. Yeah. yeah. I didn't definitely didn't want to, you know, drag people's dreams down. Absolutely not. I'm just curious as to how, like, how you tackle it, right? They kind of balance it out a bit. I mean, in fact, if you look at like, you know, Adam Draper and boost vc and stuff that's literally like the, the premise of the of the accelerator you know was sci-fi startups right like in horizon three kind of innovation stuff and i love it right i think it's and it's perfectly suited to like you know web three right like mm -hmm. it's like there's nothing and that's what i love about the space too right it's also like nothing is impossible at this point right because maybe it's in a different world but like anything can happen and and that wasn't really the case i mean sometimes and um i'm just yeah so just not trying to pull them down just curious as to how you balance like and you answered it right it's kind of keeping them on track um it's about organizing yeah. track more than anything else right because yeah. uh for for for, for creative founders right like they can get caught up in um kind of realizing that vision 
but kind of the day-to-day, -day, right? That still needs to happen. There's a lot of kind of less exciting operational things that need to happen in order to make that vision possible, right? So getting the operational stuff done right, um, not just for today, but for their ability to scale, right? Because that's the important thing, right? Like how do you go from, you know, from a three-person team, from a five-person team to a real, you know, uh, kind of a bit for to a bigger organization, especially in a decentralized environment, right? And that's the other thing that, you know, I think that the web two world doesn't really have to deal with is how do you not only kind of build organizational structures and like build in, you know, scaling capabilities, but build them in with a with an eye towards decentralization, right? Um, and that's something that's that's you know, I feel like it's very unique to our space. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, it's also just, you know, having that that half the tools aren't there as well, right? It's not like you know, just plug it into AWS or whatever, like, you know, having this conversation today. Um, and yes, there's kind of, you know, decentralized cloud platforms and stuff like that. But sometimes, the ex, you know, the user experience isn't there because just the whole, the whole thing's just early, right? Um, it's going to improve. And it's gonna get better, but um, yeah, you can't, you can't, you got to try and figure out how you deliver something without kind of hindering the how the, you know the user experience, right? It's kind of like so. Um, so move, moving forward, right? Um, if if can I talk about some? Are you happy to share a little bit about some of these portfolio companies? Um, you know, we quickly chatted you know, mm -hmm. beforehand around about Remark. I love this premise. I've been showing people that video. Um, it's just a really great quick, you know, um, introduction, I think, to, you know, um, show, you know, even just potential capabilities of NFTs and NFTs owning other NFTs. Uh, what are some of the portfolio companies you're, you're super proud of? Got it. Um, so, um, and I, I should have said this at the beginning, but... <laughs> Um, this is not financial legal advice and, and, and some of the stuff that I've mentioned we may have positions in or we may be uh, looking at to get positions in so just getting that out of the way um, sure sorry yeah. one, I, I think I should start doing that on every podcast because I get a little bit um, excited but I forget that there's uh, people could be buying stuff um, yeah maybe just from a so, tech perspective people don't go buying tokens do your research I will put a disclaimer <laughs> okay great so um you know, part of it is like, you know, when we talk about this internally and we get asked this, uh, part of it is like, you know, asking parents to pick their favorite children. Um, so um, I don't want to like, um, whoever I name right now, that's not, you know, because they are uh, kind of better, let's say, than, than somebody in our portfolio. So I, I want to make that clear. We love all of our uh, all of our teams, but I just want to kind of give everybody listening kind of a little bit of a taste of kind of what we're looking at. Um, so one team I always, uh, you know, one project that I'd love to name probably be Metalcore. Um, and that kind of, you know, when we talked about uh, kind of the metaverse, right? And I mentioned earlier about kind of populating that space with kind of virtual worlds when people can live and interact, uh, you know, a lot of that is about building fully fledged um, gaming worlds. Um, and, you know, somebody, you know, <laughs> somebody who's been a gamer, you know, I can't call myself a pro gamer, obviously, but, you know, I've been playing games for, since I was a kid on uh, it, you know, that's uh, one of the things that, you know, we always saw is, you know, as gamers is, you know, you don't really control your gaming environment. You don't, you know, you don't own anything. You put in a lot of time. You kind of, you feel like you're living there in some sense, but you're really not. Uh, and with the tech that we have right now and the new economic principles that we have now, the gaming worlds are something that, you know, basically their inhabitants will eventually start to own. And so for, you know, we started out with kind of lower tech games and kind of, the limited capabilities, but, you know, I think right now Metalcore is one of those first games where this is a really like, you know, exciting and kind of visually stunning game uh, where, 
kind of we're now you know it's 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 no longer just an exciting game and no longer just a blockchain game right where this thing these things are now starting to finally come together where we're talking about kind of you know this is this is a place where you know you know serious gamers can spend an enormous amount of their time and kind of be part of that world um and so i'm kind of really excited uh about kind of about what what they're building and what they're uh what they're looking to do um we have a number of of teams as i said you know sorry so could um, you just could you just yeah. talk about that a little bit more right so like i'm just i i did check out the site a little bit they got um this um these war machine drops coming soon looks really cool what like can you get get just give a little bit of a like a synopsis here about for, for you know what what's going to happen in this game um so <laughs> um, i don't want to i don't want to spoil anything no, no, that, no, no, no. just whatever's publicly available if you can give the, um, the, the one minute pitch. so that this is this is a you know this is a, a effectively like a mech warrior game right and so um where you know people will you know <laughs> get to you know they'll they'll get to play and cost, customize and battle with these machines that you know in, in, there's, as I mentioned, it can be, be, be the important thing to understand is this is a fully fledged world. And if you if you go on the site and you kind of just look at the the trailers, you'll see how kind of visually advanced and uh, kind of functionally advanced um, this world is is building out to be. Uh, but kind of at, at the player level, you know, this is this is a mech warrior game, um, and kind of uh, for the first time, we're we're not. I try to be very careful with saying for the first time, but uh, you know, this is one of those times where uh, you know players will get to be able to customize and own the pieces, the uh, the components. They'll be able to customize. They'll be able to kind of really fully interact with the world as well. And uh, uh, you know, there, there's 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 something there for kind of you know people who who've been playing these you know uh, AAA games. Uh, this is this is something that you know should you know we expect to catch their attention and really give them you know an exciting playing experience uh and i think that you know uh on this on, on this point I'll, I'll touch on something you know we've had kind of a play to earn revolution uh, and more recently the term has been popping up a lot it's play and earn um and i think that that's a really important component because kind of the gripe for kind of a lot of traditional players was a lot of traditional game developers was, you know, you know, a lot of play to earn felt like for a moment, it stopped being about gaming, right? And the reason gamers, you know, originally this, you know, why we come to play is for that exciting experience, just for the love of the game, uh, for, for the amount of time you spend in there. Uh, you know, you, you want to interact, you want to kind of really enjoy your time with, with whoever you're playing, with the world you're playing, you want to see, you know, you want to immerse in it. Um, for a little while, it felt like we were losing our sight of that. Uh, and I feel like this new generation of games and, you know, Metalcore to me is kind of one of the, uh, one of the great examples of that. It's really coming back to really enjoying the game uh, and having an amazing time in the game, but then also having the benefits of, you know, being able to own things, being able to earn. Um, and it's so we're, we, we've stopped trying to like pick one or the other. And we're really kind of like with this game, uh, seeing kind of the 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 two things merge. And, and with this, you know, just and, and um, only because I have no idea, and I, I apologize, but is it, you know what kind of like, how, what kind of size a team is putting this together? I just I'm just curious as to, you know, and how does this even come about without capital? early on i'm just like because this this must be like what 50 plus in this team or something to put something like this together more i have no idea so this is a sizable team right and this team is you know um and this is <laughs> this is the other important thing right uh uh this is kind of a team that comes from the game industry uh but also has kind of members of their team that understand and have a wealth of experience with blockchain right and so again I'll, I'll, I'll kind of come back to kind of a little bit of the of the gaming journey is we we had people who understood blockchain but didn't quite understand gaming we had people who understood gaming but didn't quite understand blockchain and so we we saw how kind of those teams struggle you know within 
within the industry a little bit. And I'm not talking about our portfolio. I'm talking about kind of the general general landscape. Um, here, kind of the Metalcore team has kind of both, right? And it's, it's a sizable team. Yeah, uh, you can't you can't really um, uh, build something like this uh, without uh, without a really sizable team. Uh, you're right on that. And the other thing to remember is that um, you uh, this is not kind of a three month journey or six months journey. Right. This is a long development cycle. Well, relatively long uh, uh, in, in kind of crypto world, because in crypto, a month is this feels like a year. Um, but this, you know, they, they, they will have things come out over time. Um, and so the, 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 the players and the community will see this world evolve with them, kind of. Right. Um, and so it's important to understand that, you know, this isn't, you know, uh, this isn't something that's going to get done overnight. Right, but this is something where, like, like we, we talked about at the beginning, right? There's a vision, but there's concrete steps, right? If you go look at their roadmap, right? There's concrete steps of, you know, what's going to what's going to happen uh, at what point and how that world is going to kind of actualize itself. Um, and uh, kind of the the exciting thing for us is this is a team that you know we know, um, you know has delivered and will continue to deliver in the future. Okay. And then just, you know, in terms of like completely different business models, so I don't know if you, you don't have to pick your, your favorite children. Uh, I think if we could just kind of look at like, you know, kind of different, different use cases here, like, you know, there's a few NFT marketplaces that, you know, just kind of pick one, but any of the ones that are kind of really, really unique, I'd, I'd love to just hear, you know, why you're excited about it. And maybe we could even start with Remark. Uh, so I will, uh, you know, Remark is kind of an example of um, infrastructure uh, that we, you know, I mentioned at the beginning where, you know, uh, there are teams that are not just kind of building uh, kind of a, a particular product that kind of solves a solution, but are building the foundation uh, for, uh, for, for kind of for others to build on top, right? Or for, for others to utilize them, right? And so uh, right. I believe right now within the Polkadot Kusama ecosystem, pretty much if you're working with, uh, with NFT technology in some way, you're either already working with what Remark's building, they're, they're, they're kind of pallets, or you're looking to integrate them in some way, right? Um, right. And right. so uh, that's, that's kind of, the, that's the, those teams with that vision are super exciting because they're not just, it's not just kind of a problem that they're solving. It's that they're offering up tools to kind of solve a whole host of problems in a whole new way. Uh, and so there's kind of, there's a number of, of teams uh, within our kind of portfolio that, you know, when I was saying that the gaming stack needs kind of a lot of infrastructure, um, infrastructure support, right? Like, you know, I can also mention uh, like, for instance, like ComputeCoin, uh, in that vein that, you know, uh, for right now, kind of, you know, layer one protocols, you know, a lot of, a lot of game developers they are questioning, you know, whether or not they can have, you know, even down the line, a lot of their games on like most of their gaming on the, on the blockchain. Right. Uh, and so there's a lot of compromises being made, you know, what do you keep on chain? What do you take off chain? Uh, and so, you know, we're seeing now, uh, Kind of infrastructure protocols, right? And why in Ucoin, right? That are looking to address those issues, right? So that we're not forcing developers to compromise, right? But are actually kind of, you know, kind of embrace that um, decentralized future. Um, and so I think that you know a lot of initial skepticism from uh, kind of you know game developers may have been from kind of the limitations that they saw in the infrastructure, right? Uh, and so now, you know, we're really, really excited about the teams that are are looking to to address that part of it. Um, and then, uh, and, kind of. And then what I, about I, I also, Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, I was also gonna. I was gonna mention uh, Sandstorm. Uh, just yeah, to kind yeah. of give give a <laughs> give a full range of it. Um, we are, uh, you know, Sandstorm is kind of a, about hosting hosting. Uh, uh, kind of events inside virtual world environments, you know, specifically right now it's uh, the sandbox. And um, 
I think that, you know, when we, we talk about uh, kind of onboarding, you know, what, 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 what they're focused on, what they're, what they're, you know, I think they're, you know, having a lot of really success with is kind of onboarding kind of new users into, um, into the, into the web three kind of virtual world ecosystem, right? They're, you know, they're that gateway, that, that door, the bridge, um, and kind of the excitement of really kind of engaging within, within those kind of, uh, virtual world environments. I think that's, that, that's a fantastic experience and that kind of it's really eye-opening right like if you uh, look look at some of their events and kind of they, they really kind of mm, kind of see that excitement uh in users and i think that that's uh, that's pretty exciting yeah i love it i mean i'm you know we talked to talking to a lot of brands and i think they want to figure out how to do it right and get in there and i think they want to do it in a um authentic way right um almost not the billboard but i see the billboard in the pack but you know it's still a good starting point it's still there um but yeah i love this kind of helping helping brands get in there um very cool and then just uh, you know another one that i kind of look through and i'm um, keen to hear this too so obviously like infrastructure super helpful if they get it mm -hmm. right then you've got a bunch of people you know building on top of it re rely on it um, the other one that seemed con common theme um, quite a bit is the, um, uh, the the product being, uh, you know, um, I can't even say the word now, interoperable. Interoperability, yeah, yeah. Interoperability, um, yeah. Um, I kind of guess where you go, which, which project you're going to name now, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah, well, exactly, meta prints, right? Because I just love... I mean, I, and I really like there was this meta key product and I just like, wow, that's really cool um, because it is a problem, right? But then it's not like the solutions almost are like become really cool as well, right? All right, well, there's a, you know, a key or whatever. I can just, my gateway to different universes, you know, like I love that the solution is just as cool, right? Like, um, but that seems to be like um, important, right? I mean, there is the um, there is these kind of diehard, you know, chain loyalists and stuff. But there's a lot of, you know, um, newbies to the space. I guess, including myself, where it's like, I'm going to go to this chain because I like that experience. I'm going to go to this for because I like that experience. I'm going to go to this thing because I like the way that the the user interface is on the exchange. Like, I'm not glued to something because that's where I started, you know, and so that it must be a big problem. And um, yeah, I'm keen to hear your thoughts on, 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 on meta, meta prints and all, all the other projects you're looking at, they're kind of addressing this stuff. So there is, there's a couple of, so meta prints, right? A lot of it's about kind of the, the create to earn model. Right. Um, and so uh, there, there's kind of, uh, there is, there's a couple of layers to interoperability, right? One is, kind of the the physical are you able to move your assets between one chain and the other right and so where it comes to that you know um you have to name you know projects like um you know you know thor swap uh projects like sumer within our portfolio right that are working on uh that you know basic Kind of the, the 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 fundamental ability to kind of you know transact between different chains, right? Uh, kind of there's a number of other projects that are now working also on the kind of the the messaging and communication side, right? Uh, but that's 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 kind of a lot of it. Almost you can say again, it's happening at the kind of infrastructure level. Although ThorSwap is it's kind of working on the, on the on the UI part of it, and so that comes back to what you're saying, right? Where you know as a user, right? You um, you as a retail user, more you care more about kind of your individual experience uh, rather than kind of what's happening under the hood as much, right? Uh, because as, as, as the stack gets bigger and we get more advanced, it's about that the look and feel to get uh, kind of people to even start trying some of these things. Um, but with the creators, uh, there's kind of a whole kind of other level with it, right? Because the, the creators for them uh, kind of, they're looking for kind of different tools, different communities, different um, uh, 
kind of different ways to be able to kind of express themselves and reach different audiences, right? And so we've seen this that, you know, uh, same artists can go and kind of they can do, you know, drops across a number of different creative platforms on uh, kind of on Ethereum, then go to Tezos, uh, go to Solana, uh, things some people are trying now, uh, Polygon. And so they, they need their ability to kind of go there and, and their fans need their ability to kind of be able to interact across those different platforms. But the other thing is kind of the fact that um, you kind of right now, we're seeing kind of a lot of brands coming in, right? Uh, trying to interact with, with their audience on a new level. And so you have kind of a whole new creator stack uh, where uh, can you have brands, you have worlds, you have kind of different asset owners um, and kind of, uh, kind of uh, MetaPrince is kind of fitting in there to kind of facilitate um, kind of the interaction within that stack, if you will. Got it, got it. Yeah, and also just like helping, like, you know, I love this kind of idea of the, um, the, the, the kind of ready-made, assets like i can just grab the billboard put it on the property and stuff right or like fashion that fashion that goes across multiple metaverses as well if i got that right so um they you know metaprints has um uh, a lot of it's about kind of offering uh kind of uh, the tools for uh for for um how do i put it uh for that interaction, right? It's about kind of um, creating the uh, the, 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 the the modules, I think that would be the kind of the, uh, the, the best term. And so kind of having uh, kind of, it, it facilitates how kind of creators can then interact with kind of both brands and their, um, uh, the brands, the, the fans, how the brands can interact with uh, with the with the metaverse environment by kind of bringing in creators. So it's kind of it 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 fits into that vertical, if you know what I mean. Yeah, got it, got it. And and then you know, and then just 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 finally, right? I mean, um, these you've got an amazing kind of group of advisors and and like I mean, speakers I see on these programs and stuff you're running um is is this must just kind of really like keep the day-to-day -day exciting for you i'd love to hear some of the stories and some of the interactions with some of these people like ceo at solana labs and you know managing partner at multicoin and founder of our weave and you know um ceo at moonbeam I'm just like just incredible kind of people building you know amazing things um must keep it nice to keep coming to work. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, a lot of it's about just kind of talking to really smart people all the time on kind of, um, you know, the, a, lot of, a lot of life now happens in kind of Discord and Telegram, and especially now with COVID is, um, there's a lot of, there's lots less interaction than there was for about a couple of years, but, you know, uh, uh, it's really, it's really cool to be able to just kind of talk to people that are kind of the building the environment that's happening around us right now, you know? Um, and, uh, you know, for those people who've been around the space for a little while, kind of the big names right now, kind of, you, you know, uh, kind of how much hard work they've put in and you kind of you've been there and you see what they're doing and kind of the ability to kind of reach out and call on them to kind of help bring on the next generation of founders I think is um, incredibly valuable and incredibly grateful and I think this is we're, we're incredibly grateful and I think that's kind of the exciting thing about the web3 space is how much kind of community support there is and we're just kind of trying to fit into that where, um, you know, our, our mentor network, you know, a lot of these people, you know, all of these people are really kind of accomplished individuals in their own vein, and they're taking out their time and their energy to kind of bring along and steward the next, the next wave. And then we see kind of people who've gone through 
kind of, you know, or Sanctuary Turbo program and how they're, they're stepping right in and kind of helping bring on the next wave. And I think that's, that's super exciting. And, you know, that's, you know, what, one of the things we try to do is, you know, keep a lot of kind of our conversations, you know, real uh, and super kind of trying to remove that kind of that, that extra formality. You know, I mentioned that, you know, we talked to a lot of the uh, teams even, you know, before that we are ready to have kind of that investment level conversation. Um, and uh, a lot of that, you know, with, with our founders and with our mentors, you know, it's, you know, it's not about just kind of, you know, scheduling regular calls and things like that. It's about having that conversation live all the time. Uh, you know, they say blockchain, you know, uh, never sleeps. And, you know, that's, you know, that our industry, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't sleep because, you know, you're, you're always there, you're always talking. And uh, I think that's that, that learning process that happens because you're always talking to somebody who's, who's building something new, who is kind of pushing the edge a little bit. Um, that's, you know, that's, that's what drives us and that's what, you know, excites us. And hopefully that's what provides, you know, a little bit of that extra support for, for our, our founding teams. Love it. Ilya, thank you very much for joining me. Love the conversation. Um, yeah, really appreciate, uh, you know, you being so open and, 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 and yeah, generous with your time. I mean, yeah, I, I think I see you paying it forward as well, buddy. I appreciate that. Um, and, uh, yeah. And then, you know, just for the audience, I guess, like, um, you know, I guess, um, what do you look particularly looking for at the moment? You said so gaming startups and stuff, if they're interested, they've got a you know unique business model, got that traction. I think you heard enough today of what, what Ilya is looking for, but how, how else could, how else could we help you? Um, so, you know, uh, we're, we're looking for, 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 <laughs> for talented individuals, right? So talented teams, uh, basically, yeah, it's, like I said, we have a gaming and uh, metaverse focus, but you know, we, we step out and we, um, we'll look at, you know, everything from DeFi to logistics, really. So if you have, if you have something exciting that you're building and you're looking for kind of real engagement and real partners from, from your investors, you know, reach out, just, you know, uh, you can go to our site, you can go you can reach out to me on Telegram, you know, uh, our site, I think, I, I don't know if it's mentioned before, sanctuary.com. You can, you can find us there, uh, Twitter, Telegram. Uh, discord we're everywhere uh you can reach out to the partners you can reach out to the analysts where uh, we're ready to talk with 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 everybody and you know one thing that we can say is we'll provide some honesty back you know and um you know hopefully that's solved as well and if 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 we if we see something you know something special uh you know we'll we'll be we'll be there to back you awesome thank you very much and uh yeah thank thanks again cheers buddy thank you taking you back to reality. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, stay up to date by joining our Discord at draperuniversity.com. Please disembark.